What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Scale of Fit podcast with your host, Phelan Barrios. This marks episode number four, and today I'd like to talk about meal prep. So, as always, I just like to keep it simple and just lay out some routines that can help you basically hit your macros goal at the end of the day, because that's what it comes down to. It's just the numbers game. And where to start with all of this, right? Obviously, you got to have your food. And as always, you should just write it down. Just make a list before you go. Make sure you're not hungry before you go to the grocery store too. That's not good. And when you're writing that list, just do it this way. Trust me, it'll help. Start with like your protein, right? And you're going to list it like that on the list. Protein sources, I would say. And you're going to put like chicken, beef, eggs, and fish. You can just start with those four basic. Okay? And the reason that you're putting down like protein there above it is so that you're trying to get that in your head that when you eat these certain foods, you're separating it into that macro right there right when i eat this chicken these eggs i'm getting protein right and the same for like your carbs and the fats which we're going to go into here so like i know probably there's so many different ways you know you could think that all these different foods But just try and keep it simple, especially if you're a beginner in hearing this. I really recommend just start with those four, okay? Because it's it can be complicated, and we don't want to do that, right? Now, for the people listening that are a little bit more intermediate or advanced, maybe this might help you in just a different way looking at it. So bear with me. So after our protein, right? Let's move into some carbs. Rice, quinoa, sweet potato, regular potatoes. Again, I'm just keeping it basic here because these I'm listing are like go-tos that will not fail. Whether you're trying to bulk, maintain, or even cut. It's just all about the amount that you're actually going to be consuming but they can all fall well into your macros and keep your body very balanced towards whatever your goal is i guarantee it so as always bear with me just try and keep it simple here moving into the fats i would recommend like avocados chia seeds Flaxseed, almonds, or, you know, you could do walnuts, peanuts, but I recommend almonds. It's just the way they are. They're just a better fat, all in all, if you ask me. And they even got 
you know, a little bit higher protein content. But you can choose what works best for you. If you have allergies to the peanuts and stuff, you know, find alternatives. But I'm just listing these as always as like an example. And these are very good, you know, basics that you can start with. Uh, let me give an example there. Like chia seeds, right? Probably don't sound like much and who wants to eat seeds? There's many ways that you can use these seeds. Okay, and you use it on the side of your foods. Mix them. You can put like apple cider vinegar with things. There's a lot of different alternatives to season things. But the reason I recommend them, especially like with chia seeds and, and almonds, is they contain what's called ALA. That stands for alpha linolenic acid. It's very necessary for normal human growth and development in our bodies. And some studies have even shown that it can decrease decrease the risk of heart disease and like help maintain normal heart rhythm and, and pumping you know the flow of blood so keep that in mind you know where like people will take flaxseed and, and omega-6 and omega-3s chia seeds and, and like the almonds they contain those omega-3s which is that ALA and it's very good for your digestion and will help with the other foods that you're you're cramming down. So I know probably not the most appetizing, but again, this is a list of foods that can help with whatever goal you're trying to smash, even bulking, because in big amounts of this, they won't uh, encourage fat storage, too much fat storage, which in bulking you can get a lot of fat storage easily because it's, you know, it's real tempting when you're trying to slam a bunch of excessive calories and you're not meeting that at the end of the day and you just opt for the bowl of cereal. I've been there. But if you don't want to pack on tremendous amounts of excessive fat that you're going to work too hard when to cut back down on, keep this in mind. It's better to do a clean bulk than a dirty one. Take it from me. I've done both. The clean is better. So, let's just keep moving forward here. We could go all day with the different foods, but the next step would be prepping them, right? Cooking them. Now, I understand maybe not everybody has a pressure cooker, and a rice cooker but if there's some way that you could afford to purchase the both of them i recommend it highly because you got to keep in mind that if you add up throughout the year all the times that you opt just to eat out because you didn't have time to prep or you just i don't know for some reason just just didn't feel like cooking that day. I understand it. Life's complicated. And we get tired. We don't feel like cooking. But that's the importance of the prep. So that you can just reach for the fridge. It's already made. You know what's in it. You know the amount that you're going that of macros that are going into your body. 
and in the long run, you're saving money. Trust me, eating out is not cheap. So whether it may look in the beginning like you're spending all this money just to prep all this food, it will catch up in time and you'll see that your bank account is not robbed of going to Panda Express too much during the week. And I do like Panda Express. But we got to keep on track, right? So I recommend buying like definitely a pressure cooker. They have the old school ones, which are cheap. And those are the ones that, you know, the, the top starts to, starts to sizzle. It starts to let out a bunch of steam. It's super loud. People are always scared of those, afraid that it's going to pop off into their face or something. And I've never seen that happen. But uh, I have both of them. And I will say the electronic ones they make now are probably the best way to go, especially for cooking meat. Um, they can cook it slow. They can cook it fast. Either way, it really gets the job done and maintains a lot of moisture. And when you also cook like potatoes and stuff like that, there's these things called alkaloids in them, which uh, are real built up, especially more into like potatoes, not sweet potatoes so much, but just regular like starchy potatoes. And and cooking out some of those alkaloids uh, can really reduce a lot of uh, bloating and gas uh, that you can get from the, the starchiness of the potato um, beans as well. So... Again, if you can afford it, you know, buy a pressure cooker and a rice cooker. Um, the the pressure cooker, yes, it can do it all. It can you can even mix the rice and the chicken together and do that. But keep in mind, then you're you're defeating the purpose of actually having these foods separated. So then, when it comes to measuring them out, which, which we're about to get to, so. Um, the best way to do this, uh, I recommend that you find like a way to marinate this meat that can work for you, that you can still, you know, have good enough taste to eat them on a regular basis because you're going to be eating this a lot, you know, all throughout the week. You're going to, you know, if you're trying to keep it strict, this is the way to do it. So, you know, you can switch it up, but stick to natural, like, ways of marinating it don't go buy that crappy barbecue sauce you know in the you know the middle shelf aisles there where they got all that artificial junk in it and preservatives no like find good like seasoning stick to the basics sea salt the the pink salt the himalayan pink salt uh use turmeric curry ginger you know those have uh, anti-inflammatory properties to them and we always want to strive for reducing inflammation in our bodies especially when we're working out and, and, and living stressful lives cortisol always our, our enemy here you know trying to raise an inflammation in our body so a lot of the things raise inflammation as well so you know you're always fighting that trust me and you can be more inflamed than you want to even believe trust me so uh, it starts with the food people okay and um 
those those main three right there that's a powerhouse turmeric curry ginger trust me and if you season it right and you you don't just like just you i wouldn't say baste it you know or just sprinkle it on top it, it, no you want to like get it on a cutting board the best way that i like to do it is i like to like cut little lines little slivers down down the, the middle of it or down the top, whatever we which you want to do it. But you get those little cuts in the top of, of the meat. And then you're going to take, you know, you put the seasoning on there. Just little bits, one by one. Take a fork. Not a spoon, a fork. Because you want, like, the little gaps. To then use that to then just, just, just spread it around. But also, like, press down those, those seasonings into the meat, you know get it down stuck in between you know that layer and then when you go to put it in that pressure cooker it's going to really absorb all that and it's going to you know penetrate into the actual meat so then you just don't have that top layer something else people don't realize about cooking that when you top layer too much right on just just the very you know thin amount there on, on the top of it it's going to just when you go to cook it especially if you're like frying it or something in a pan you, they cook it too hot or whatever they 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 don't paste it out you know you got to cook it slower to get that seasoning down into that you know the middle layers there and if you're cooking it too fast you're just going to burn all that seasoning on just on the top and the middle is just going to taste just like just meat you know it's you're not going to have no flavor to it so to you know trust me on this you it's all about getting that seasoning you know prior to cooking it don't just be just lazy with it and just sprinkle it on top and just throw it in there you know if you want it to taste well it's in the marinade and i recommend if you can let it sit in the fridge for you know a couple hours or even a day before doing this if you're really you know ahead of the game you know it's probably better because it it will help with the taste. Keep in mind, this stuff's going to be, you know, sitting in your fridge and ready to go. So the better you cook it, the better it will taste when you reheat it. Um, it's pretty straightforward from this point because the pressure cooker has so many different settings on it. Uh, just like a slow cook, you do it for like, like maybe one two hours especially for chicken i recommend it's gonna taste great and it's gonna be all moist and you know it, it doesn't dry it out and chicken can be real difficult it's it's the one you know protein source that is fairly really lean depending on what kind of chicken you buy you know if you're going for breast then we're talking lean but if you're more on like the thighs thighs have more fat to them so if you're more like a bulk you're trying to maintain or or gain i would i would opt for the thighs um if you're going more towards that cut and you want to really lean out go for the breast you know <laughs> go for the boobs um into like you know after cooking all that again these uh 
these things like the rice cooker and the pressure cooker, they do all the work. So you just got to just hit the button, basically. Wait it out. While that's cooking, you can start preparing the other things you need to, like your carbs. Um, I already said about the rice, but uh, quinoa, okay, and, and sweet potatoes. Quinoa is pretty, pretty simple. That's why I recommend that. Um, like quinoa and the chia seeds and all that stuff, it's, it's pretty much prepackaged, ready to go. You do have to cook the quinoa. Um, and that can be cooked in a rice cooker as well, but quinoa is actually a little bit different. You can look up recipes and how to cook it. Uh, I do that more on like the stovetop. I just, just feel it's better that way, but you know, you don't, you don't have to overcomplicate it. I always recommend just sticking to just rice, you know, and then you can work on other alternatives, but like with sweet potatoes, um, you can put those in the pressure cooker. Regular potatoes, I think, are better for the pressure cooker. But with, like, a sweet potato, if you're opting for that instead, just put it in a pot of boiling water and just, just you know, boil it up. Put some salt in there. Do it for, like, an hour. See where it's at. Poke it with a fork. If, uh, you know, if it's kind of like, you know, the fork ain't going through there smoothly, you don't feel like you could just chop it in half, chances are it's not cooked enough. You, you know, sweet potatoes, you really got to cook through. So you don't want to boil it too fast. You want to kind of like start slow for like the first 30 minutes, and then you can turn up the heat for the next 30 and then see where it's at. Uh, with anything in cooking, you can't rush it. But I guarantee that's, you know, the secret to meal prep is, you know, the success is in all the preparation, right? Um, with your fats there, again, I've made it easy, you know, you, you got like the avocados, the flaxseed, again, the, you know, the, the almonds, all that stuff's just ready to go. So, you know, you can either keep that in like a little separate container or if you can fit it into your meal prep, um, there you go. Easy, right? Um, moving on to how we're going to prep everything here. You are going to have to buy a scale, a food scale. Uh, there's really no way around it. Um, unless you have tracked and done a lot of this before and you know how to do all this, and you, you can just kind of just eye it out and just, you know, first glance you just say okay that looks about like a cup of rice all right more power to you but if you really want to be more on point and you 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 know goal orientated here with achieving what you want you're gonna have to have some kind of measurement and uh the best tool for that is a food scale um and uh before amazon and all these other crazy places on the internet where you can get, you know, things affordable. Uh, food scales used to be pretty outrageous, but, you know, you can find a reasonable one, and you got digital and all that now. Uh, Amazon probably be the best place I can recommend, but, you know, I don't I don't know. Just find a food scale. They're even in your grocery stores. Um, it's pretty simple. You just, you know, you, you'd like, say you have the, the rice, You'll you'll put um, like a, a measuring cup, 
put it on the the food scale or better yet if you have already a meal prep container you put the container on the food scale you zero the scale so that you know what the, the container sitting on it there it's already at a zero measurement so whatever you're going to put now into the container it's going to now weigh it out not counting the container and what I have for meal prep containers already I already know the amount that fits in them for instance um, like one side is a cup and the other side's like half a cup so you know you can do that too and whatever container you do too I mean you're gonna find out when you put it in there filling it to the top uh, what that you know individual little compartment can fit uh, I will say also when going towards meal prep containers that I recommend glass okay um, the plastic ones they don't hold up and you're just gonna spend a lot of money just buying plastic after plastic after plastic you gotta understand you're reusing these things a lot you know if you're gonna be serious about it and you're gonna be doing this like for months on end the, the, these containers are gonna see a lot of use and you're gonna you know unless you have the time to reheat them in ovens and crap or you know whatever way you want to do it, it majority wise with meal prep you're going to be microwaving so um keep that in mind it's going to really uh wear down fast so just do the glass it, it's a little more costly but in the long run you know i guess you can't win either way but another reason i recommend glass is because Plastic's just gross. It just is. I mean, it, there's a lot of like studies out there that have proved that plastics leach what is called phytoestrogens into the food over time. And phytoestrogens are, you know, things that can attack us and our horm hormones. And again, I don't play around when it comes to hormones in the body. So we, we don't want to be messing with that kind of stuff. You know, it, everything is so contaminated in this world and you just have to limit as much of it as possible that it's not possible I mean, don't let anybody tell you it, it, that it's possible to to avoid some kind of contamination and something you know our bodies are exposed to a lot but the more we can limit it and we know little hacks here and there that can just just make things a little bit more cleaner the better so buy the glass it has like a plastic top on it so again you're probably not gonna avoid all plastic but better they're just on the top and then when you microwave it don't do it with the top on you know and i feel like it just it just tastes better the, the plastic like i said it's just nah it, it gets gross so just just always consider like just with the pressure cooker and and the rice maker and all that this is an investment it's towards your health and it's worth it so with um like i said with those containers i noticed that uh for mine you know it was one cup for one compartment and the other was was half a cup there's ones with like three different compartments four different you know there's so many different variations out there uh you know but i always keep it simple i just have like two and I have like five five total I think of the glass ones that that you know I just um I, I break those down I break all the food down into it and I know that with you know 
that one side is one measurement and the other, then it makes it easier also when it comes to weighing. Now, I still put it on the scale, but when I'm in a rush sometimes, and I don't even want to take out the scale, and I've done this for a long time, I can, like, I'm at that point where I can look at it and be like, okay, and, and then I know how much this, you know, fits. So, you know, it's it's basically enough for me. But if I'm, like, trying to get, like, shredded and real ripped and all that, yeah, it, it will be on the scale to the money the best as possible. And also keep this in mind when whenever you hear that kind of advice from, you know, the fitness people and stuff like that, they, they always try to say you know land it to this number and all that you you know you can look at it and you can put all that food in there and do all this work but you're never really going to be a hundred percent on the money with with when it comes to macros you know it's always kind of still like it comes down to you know a, a very close estimate we could say so just just keep that in mind like try not to you know put too much pressure on it like um, am i getting this right down to to the money you know it's it it's not really that possible i mean even even nutrition facts what they list science wise it's just not really right there yet where where it's down to the actual money with you know what you see there for the fats and, and the protein and everything that you're actually getting that what you you know you say says like 200 calories but it could be a little bit over it could be a little bit under you know in each you know amount so just you know this is just to just kind of get it closer away from so much of the guesswork and um let me give you an example with like uh the measurement there so, um, like with my meal prep, one side's one cup, the other side's half a cup. Pretty convenient, actually, because let's say I need uh, one cup of rice. And for that half a cup, let's say I'm using four ounces or the six ounces of chicken, okay? Now, um, I will put, actually, the chicken in the smaller one. The reason is I can cut the chicken up, right? And and when you cut cut it up in little pieces, you can compact it more. So, you know, the the thing may be measured for like four ounces. Like when you pour like water into it and you measure it, it's like four ounces, right? But, you know, liquid, you can't compact right there because of the volume aspect. So with like chicken, you can press it down into there, compact it, and then where it may be four ounces of water, it could be six to seven ounces of chicken, you know. But the other bigger compartment, you know, we want to more, I will save that for like my carbs or for where I can put more rice because maybe I want more than, you know, half a cup of rice. Maybe I want a whole cup of rice. Usually it's a cup of rice. So you know, it's, it's little things like that. You know, you got to figure out what the, how much the container holds and, you know, weigh it out accordingly. But always keep that in mind that for the, the smaller compartment, you know, most people are putting the rice in the smaller one and the meat in, in the bigger one. Like, mix it around there because, like I said, you can compact meat 
and it, it rice too but rice can get nasty if it's too like mushed together you know you, like it's it, if you're like a a, a texture fiend you know you, you, you chew one on just just mush <laughs> maybe that might not be your cup of tea so i don't know you know it, it, it's uh it's to each his own on that one but anyways rambling here just to keep it simple okay you, you like figure out what each individual compartment weighs out and go from there um let me give you an example here with uh like what i'm saying with the chicken right you got uh, let's say we put that six ounces in there and you got that one cup of rice okay or yeah one cup so the macros for that would be 40 grams of protein four grams of fat and 50 grams of carbs and um that right there that's your meal prep right there's one meal prep right so that's 518, about 518, 520 is what I measured it out to be. Calories total, okay? And if you had four of those within a week, say you're more limited diet, you'd be around like 2,070 on total calories. If you made six of those, more now like, we're talking like a bulk, right? Now you're at, 3,000, like 108, 110, around there, you know, like, like, again, like, the measurement, like, even as much as you try to get to that, that, that thin number, it's, it's not, you know, that simple, it's, there's no, like, surety of it, you know, like, of hitting right on the money, like I said, so, just, you know, you're kind of averaging it out, no matter what, and, there you go right there right it, whether it was you're just eating four of those or six of those you just you just total because you already know the total amount of carbs and, and fats and protein right per one so there you can you can measure out the calories like i did 520 518 whatever it, it you know and then from there it's just you just counting how many of them you need Real basic. Refrigerate half of them. Freeze the other half for freshness. You know, around midweek, you can take the ones out of the freezer, start putting it in the, the fridge to thaw out. Um, because meal preps, yeah, if you, you cook for like the whole week and then you're putting them all in the refrigerator, maybe the ones towards like Thursday, Friday, and, and if you prepped all the way to like Saturday, uh, maybe those might not taste as well, uh, especially with like meat and stuff. So for me, that's what I do. I, I freeze half and the other, you know, I just keep in the fridge. Plus, you know, you, you got the whole space thing, you know, taking up a lot of your fridge space. So um, again, just real easy right there. Um this is just the best way to just keep away from, you know, having to go out and, and you know, not give yourself, give in to excuses, you know, to eat bad foods. And I know it's a lot of work, but, you know, 
that's why I recommend doing this on a Sunday and just going to it. You know, the earlier the better because the cleanup sucks. But, you know, if you you start on like a Sunday and you got this prepped all the way till Saturday, you have more time throughout your week to do about other things. And then you don't have to be worrying so much about oh, should I go out to lunch? What am I going to do for this? What am I going to do for that kind of food? And, you know, and you'd be surprised also how much it's going to help with your energy levels. Just having that balanced diet all throughout the week. It's ready to go. It's saving you time. You had to put a little bit of effort in on, on one day, but sacrificing one day of your time or then all week feeling behind and then sluggish because you ate the wrong food and then now you're going downhill versus being on track with what you're trying to achieve. Now, I know everybody just, you know, sometimes you just want to live life, but that's another thing to this, right? This is like a flexible way of dieting. You know, to whatever you're trying to achieve, let's say let's say one day of that week, you don't have the meal you slip off, you, you, you go, you eat out for lunch or you eat out for dinner, fine. But but get right back to it. You have the meal preps as a backup there to just get right back on the horse and, and stay on track. You know, one day of the week where you just have that, that little cheat or whatever, it, it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. I understand sometimes for satiety and fullness aspects, you know, you just have a craving and go for it. You don't want to drive yourself crazy just eating chicken rice all the damn time, you know. Um, but also keep in mind, what's your goal? Because there's going to have to be a certain level of discipline where you're going to have to just stay with, stick with it and just keep keep going with the prep and the more you do it like anything the easier it's going to get the more faster you get at it find a different routine okay while i'm doing the chicken do this rice or wake up early start the rice you know get that out of the way all in all there's just so many different ways to do it but i listed those real basic proteins carbs and fats Mainly those ones are listed to make it easier. Because especially if you're starting out, this, this can be like frustrating. You know, but I encourage people to not want to just spend the money and hire a coach and just have them teach. Yes, like if you're like cutting for a competition and you're being so low in a deficit to get so like ridiculously lean that it's hard to even think straight because everything's out of whack because you're doing an unhealthy process just to get on stage in a thong or a bikini and show off all your muscle striations. It's impressive looking, but it ain't healthy. And when you're going into that, that deficit, you're dipping into there, you're, you're taking a big risk on your body. I'm going to tell it to you straight right there. All those people you see, you have no idea what they're going through to make to get to those levels like it's it can be dangerous dude you're cutting all that water at the end just so you look dry on stage 
yeah, like, and maybe those kind of circumstances, if you're trying to take this serious and go competitive with it, everything competition-wise in this world is going to have an extreme level to it, you know? I wouldn't say anything that is extreme is necessarily healthy, so keep that in mind, you know, those coaches are, you know, using a trainer for those kind of circumstances, it's probably worth it money-wise and time because it's hard to think about macros and all that other things when you're like starving basically and you can't even think straight because you just got fog on your mind because that ghrelin, the hormone for hunger is just, you know, just wrecking your stomach right now. You're just gurgling for for some calories, you know. So, you know, but we're not trying to go there today. This is just keeping it simple. Keep on track. Stay with our goals. And there's just not that much to it. See, many people just want to go into explaining this stuff and just say, you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you know, if you don't do this right, like it's, no, no, don't focus on that. Just stop it. Just get meal prep, you know, containers, buy the basic proteins, the chicken, the beef, fish, find a good source of it, you know, if you go to like, if you have like a wholesale club, Sam's, Costco, it it may be more beneficial, especially if you're going to be cooking from home a lot, to just have one of those, and go buy things in bulk, because it does help, it all adds up, especially if you're buying like bottled water and all that stuff too on the side, which I also recommend, you know, with all these meal preps, you know, buy like a big container. Like I have an insulated like Yeti big gallon, you know, that I just fill full of water prior to my day where then I know all throughout my day, like I have a whole gallon of water here. It's insulated. It keeps it nice and cool. And at the end of the day where, you know, if that thing is not close to empty, I know that I have not drank enough water. So it keeps me accountable and also keeps track. So that's another way, like, you can prep your liquid right there, you know. All this is an investment, you know. You're buying all these extra things to save your time, and time is money in this world, okay. And Time just alone spent towards, you know, wasteful food and crap that's not good for you we don't want to be doing that okay that's not what we're about on this this podcast here and that's not what i'm trying to preach i'm really trying to encourage people to to eat healthy and learn that it's not you know not so much complicated but also that It doesn't have to be such a stressful routine, you know, to where you feel like, uh, you know, you don't want to do it no more and you give up on it too easily or too soon. You know, ease into this. Start with just a couple meal preps. One to two. You don't have to go full-blown make for six meals a day and cook that out for like a whole week. 
that's a lot of prepping and that's a lot of containers so you know try just to at least prep for just two to three days a week and then you can work your way up that's the best way to do it with it with with all this especially with dieting you know you have to approach things at a, a slow pace and get the body acclimated to understanding what you're trying to do because especially with fat loss the body struggles and freaks out and says what are you doing why are you why are you decreasing my calories i'm going to hold on to fat now i'm going to hold on to fat cuz i'm going into survival mode it thinks you're trying to kill it kill itself you know <laughs> the body's smart so take your time with things understand what's going on here make the body catch up with what you're trying to do because the mind and then what you're trying to do with, with your food and everything the body may it's not always just going to follow you know and and that's why i i always encourage people to to go out and and do the work get there in the trenches do it do it and 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 learn kind of by yourself by 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 trial and error because that way if you ever do hire a coach or or you you really get serious about fi- finding someone professional to 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 give you advice you know you'll have more of the fundamentals and the basics and the knowledge of of how it works so you can't let people bullshit you for one and also you just quicker at picking up more knowledge from people that are more advanced with it and experience because i guarantee you the main problem i have with a lot of the fitness you know industry is the jargon we'll call it the the people that like because they have this knowledge and doctors do this too they have this knowledge they have a quick way of speaking and putting everything into these distinct terminologies and making things just very uh you know simple for them to understand but complex for the average person to like why what are you talking about myosin in the muscle you know like you know they start using anatomical terms and you know all these crazy things to, to just describe what what they've gone through educational wise and it, it also some of them like it's an ego thing right they, they feel that they're on a plateau higher than other people so they have to speak in this jargon to kind of like sound smart uh and confuse people to where like you know hey uh yeah this is why i know more than you because i can speak this way it's a egotistical type power trip thing and i just don't i i don't like it i always try to 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 break things down for people and that's what i want to do in these podcasts for for you listening to to just understand it in a more simple form because all these people that talk like this and have all this jargon, the doctors included again, they so easily forget that they were that average Joe, that average person at one time. They didn't know all this. They had to learn it. And though they went through through the trials and they learned it and they struggled and, and some struggled more than others, once they get to that level, it's like they, they can't bring themselves back down to everybody else's that don't understand what they have on, on that level of knowledge. 
And, you know, it's nothing against them. I understand. I kind of felt that way a little bit in the beginning, too. But then I forgot how, how like, annoying it can be to hear someone just talking and, and all these crazy complex terminologies they don't even know what you're saying and it's like it, it it's like just stop it okay when you're talking to somebody that doesn't is not on the same level you got to bring it down to that level okay but there's always like that that attitude that some people take that's like well you know if they don't understand that's that's not my problem well it is a problem because there's too many people in this industry that don't really care. They don't care if you lose the pounds that you're trying to lose. It's a game to them just to get money. And maybe they started out in the beginning with, with the passion and they said they were going to do it, but people get into a lot of things for the wrong reasons. It happens every day. For me, I started all this just for myself, from my own knowledge. Because I was somebody that, you know, I can, I can test for it. That I've, I've been down some bad roads, lived really unhealthy lifestyle, ate really bad food, felt like crap. Had doctors tell me like, "You're going to die if you don't stop." Okay, I've had those words told to me. You know, cholesterol levels out of whack, lack of sleep, just. You know, not taking care of myself. So, it all starts with the food, the nutrition. And I'm going to get more episodes about exercise, but that's why these past few have just tried to stress more of the other things. The sleep, the water, the nutrition, right? And it's big, a big percentage is nutrition. Trust me. And these meal preps, and when you see all the the bodybuilders and people out there on YouTube, they you know they got that meal prep day. That's that's their life. That's they live that. They they just not doing that just for show, you know. That 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 is mandatory, and it just becomes a part of their routine. And that's what you need to think about incorporating if you want to take this very serious and really keep to your goals because through a little bit of work you'll have more simplicity and an ease of mind at the end of the day other than that I mean I could go and go and go on and on and on about different ways to prep but I laid out the basics for you so you start there, and maybe in some later episodes, I'll pull out some different hacks, different foods. A lot of people always just say, find healthy food alternatives, but they don't even list the foods. I gave it to you right there. Though it wasn't a big list, why do you want a big list? Why do you want to overcomplicate it? See, everybody wants bigger, better Batter, faster, no, no, just keep it basic. Trust me, it's going to work out for you. 
And when it does, and you've done that by yourself, you'll feel like you accomplished something. You'll learn something new. And it will give you more confidence to keep going. Keep doing more. So get after it. Go buy some meal prep containers. Cook it all up. And start small. It's going to work out for you. Trust me in the long run. So. Some of my closing thoughts. I'd like to lead into a quote. A disciplined mind leads to happiness. And an undisciplined mind leads to suffering. That was by the Dalai Lama. I can test for this. I used to have such a hard time with controlling my thoughts. I felt angry. I felt tired. I felt lost. Lost in my own ego and gave excuses why something could not be done. Through constant changes in the way I think, getting more education, and just mainly living a more healthier lifestyle where I feel I, I should actually be now. It's taken a long time to get there. But I'm on the right path. Where will, you know, this take me? I'm not sure. The destination is not my goal is what I'm getting at. It is a long thought journey to stay headed in the right direction but when you get on it you'll know and just remember to never look back because there's nothing there for you keep moving forward people stay after it The less traveled road is out there waiting for you. So get to it. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And thank you for listening. Adios.